Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mike Mondo. Hey, guys, this is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. Yeah, 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 you know what it is. It's the It Boy, one half of the All Night Express, Rhett Titus. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino, and when I want to listen to a great wrestling podcast, well, I'll listen to my own, but if I really want to listen to a great wrestling podcast, I listen to ROH Cast right here on ROHWorld.com. Let's get it, baby. Cut our music, cut it! <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 46 of ROH Cast. <laughs> My name's Harry. I'm the web designer and co owner of ROHworld.com. Once again, I'm here with Stephen, the other co owner and the editor of the website. He is also the Jeff Hardy of podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm not stoned, by the way. He's just turned up very late. Um, <laughs> we're also joined by the zombie podcaster, Des. What's going on, wrestling fans? I think Stephen's. I'm fit to compete here tonight. <laughs> Again, I'm just, you know, hit him with a death drop and pin him. Just quickly wrap this thing up. Um, yeah, we're back. Uh, sorry this podcast is a bit late this week uh, due to scheduling conflicts, but uh, we had two podcasts last week. We had the traditional one on Tuesday, and we had a special uh, interview with Davy Richards that went up last Friday, episode 45. Um, if I do say so myself, probably one of our best interviews, I think. Uh, really in-depth, talked to us for over half an hour, and... Uh, Talks about a variety of topics. The American Wolves talks about the feud with Edwards and uh, you know what he's going to do whenever he returns. So uh, be sure to go and check that out. Did uh, you know you two weren't there unfortunately when me and John did it? Uh, he had a lot of faith in me and Podcast Worst Nightmare to do it. But what did you guys think of the interview? I thought the interviewers were a bit poor to be honest. Not up to the usual standard, but um... <laughs> no, they, it was it was really good. I thought it was uh, really interesting. I like the way he was just like, oh, I'm not going to give too much away and then basically confirm that him and Edwards were going to be teaming again when he comes back. So, mm. um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because the, the tag team division does need uh, you know another team and, and there isn't really much for, for Edwards to do at the moment. And, uh, you know, Eddie, uh, sorry, Davey, apart from you know, maybe a, a feud with Kyle O'Reilly doesn't really have much going either. So, um, mm. yeah, reuniting the American Wolves would be quite a good idea in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, so we'll start as we always do by uh, talking about the latest episode of Ring of Honor Television. It's finally stopped being road rage at long last after I think it was a uh, four weeks since uh, Best in the World until we actually get some fresh TV content. So it's uh, long overdue, and I still don't have an intro for this segment. So um, what do we want? A bit of Camp Strong? Why not? Why not? Okay, so uh, this week's TV show began with <laughs> Mike Bennett and Brutal Bob taking on Eddie Edwards and Adam Cole, and the end of the match saw uh, Eddie Edwards and Cole pick up the win when Cole hit the crossbody on Brutal Bob. Um, after the match, Maria started attacking Cole with her, her boot, but Sarah Del Rey made the save and uh, sort of tried to take Maria's other shoe off or something and put her in the ankle lock and uh, they all escaped and scurried off but um, yeah good to see Sarah Del Rey back uh, I think we'll talk about in the news later she's got a few upcoming matches announced so um, I think she has been signed by WWE so this will probably be her last few appearances but um, John uh, uh, sorry John. <laughs> he's oh, hiding somewhere in the rafters we don't know <laughs> he's here somewhere he's going to appear and go do, do a Kevin Steen uh, anyway 
Stephen, what did you think of the opening match? Um, I, I was I wasn't expecting much from it, if I'm honest, but it it turned out to be quite a, a good match. I thought. Um, uh, Edwards and Cole have teamed before, and I, I think they make quite a good team. And um, you know, I was glad to see Cole get a, a lot of uh, you know sort of spotlight in this match as well, which was was good. And Benny is you know he's always improving, and um, you know it, it continued the, the Edwards and Bennett sort of on and off feud the way they. They seem to have a match and they're in a feud and then a couple of weeks goes by and they don't really mention anything and then they think, oh, let's put them in a match again and then they the feud uh, restarts. But um, yeah, it, it was good while it lasted and as you say, you know, at the end they, uh, you know, they'd, they'd advanced the storyline really to you know to boiling point where the you know that the match has been made for uh, you know the, the is it the intergender tag team match. So um, yeah, I, th- I think it, it accomplished that and uh, it was you know it was quite good while it you know while it lasted. Yeah, um, Des hasn't seen the TV show this week, so I won't go to his thoughts on the match yet. But uh, yeah, I think I agree. I mean, it was it was an okay tag match. I mean, as you said, I mean, I didn't really have high expectations going into it. Uh, Brutal Bob, I mean... It was awesome. Yeah, I agree. Okay, that wasn't what I was going <laughs> to say, but we'll just leave it there, shall we? Um, yeah, so we then got to this week's Inside Ring of Honor, which has a warning at the start of it saying... Viewer discretion is advised because they showed what? highlights from the hybrid fighting rules match. But it, uh, it was not PG any more people. He, I don't know how they could show that in PG. To be honest, it was pure black and white, as you often see on uh, WWE the replays of blood things. But uh, yeah, they blurred showed, out Cole's mouth as well, didn't they? They blurred out Cole's mouth. Yeah, completely at one point. Um, and the, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they also showed clips of uh, Bruno Bruno Sammartino at a recent uh, house show. And, uh, and then we have a promo from Lance Storm saying that in two weeks his feud with Mike Bennett is over. Um, I assume he probably said that going into Border Wars, but it's happening again for some reason. Uh, we then have Kevin Kelly announcing that Kevin Steen will defend the uh, Ring of Honor title tonight against an unknown opponent. So we'll find out briefly uh, in a little bit who's that going to be. And then we have, uh, this is quite embarrassing, we have highlights of the Honor Express winning the Ring of Honor tag titles. Yes, um, I've been waiting for this reign for so long. And we, we have. Uh, oh my ca- god! <laughs> we it's have. Uh, I hope their reign's going to be really. I hope they give them you know six eight months just to I'm, really. I'm really. Looking, it's, it's well long overdue. I'm looking forward to it. I I'm, mean, I'm uh, really pumped for this. It's and then awesome. we have you know Kevin Kelly talking about how A and X have finally won the belts and. Uh, <laughs> And here, here, Kevin now it's finally happened, etc. And he can't wait to see the rain go forward. We then have wrestling's. They talk about wrestling's greatest tag team losing to them. Who the wrestling's greatest tag team then come out for our second match, defeating uh, Fusion DS. Um, Damien Dragon, what a name! That's, yeah, I can't. Yeah, Fusion DS. Uh, Matt Saigon and Damien Dragon. Well done, Stephen. Um, they defeat them in a quick sort of squash match. And Charlie Haas gets on the mic after the match and says that losing to the Unite Express was the biggest fluke of all time. And he says, how can Rhett and Kenny King wake up and call themselves the Ring of Honor Tag Champions? Well, I don't think they do anymore. Uh, Kenny King, I think he's busy. What? Also. They don't? <laughs> I thought they were Tag Champs. Uh, well, if you watch this week's TV show, you'd think that. Um, we then have, he <laughs> says that next week, he is demanding to see Unite Express in the ring. So, uh Good, Good luck, luck, Charlie. Good luck with that, Charlie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. As the report says, it was a squash match, and there's not really much we can say there. And uh, I thought it was great. It had, 
It took four weeks to edit this TV show or, or do something to get the All Night Express off this show somehow, or at least not play up that they won the tag team titles. <laughs> wow, they won the tag team titles. I can't wait to see what the All Night Express do next. Awesome. They, awesome. they show the highlights package of them winning it, talking about how they finally won the belts. Just edit that out. Just cut it out of the show. It's... Exactly. In in their defence, uh, yeah, maybe get rid of the the highlight package, but, but I don't think you that they should have totally, re- you know, removed every single reference to A and X because I just think that I don't know. I think that's just treating everyone you know, fans like like idiots. Everyone knows that. You well, know, no, it's and... like fans who don't follow what's going on. I mean, I still. Have... The, but when you know, when the time comes, when you know the next TV tapings kick in, when they you know they announce that Kings Kings left. So I don't know what they're going to say. You know, I don't know if they're going to say he left and we don't like him anymore. But <laughs> you know, I, I just I, I don't think there's it's really you know a problem that they've been referenced to as, as tag team champions because you know especially for the fans yeah. that don't. Of Sorry? them winning, you got to admit, showing a video package of them winning, talking about how it's finally happened. It's yeah, a bit the video yeah. package was maybe maybe could have got rid of that, but I don't I don't think going back and sort of changing the commentary and stuff. I think got to change it, just got to cut it out. It, it could take like anyone could do it in Windows Movie Maker or something. Yeah, like. I, I personally think that the the comments about the the, the Carolina shows, I think well, they were to that in a little bit. Uh, they should have been removed. Oh they definitely should have been removed. Whereas. The you, next you, thing. Just you, just, you just wait, You just wait, Des. You know, the you next say that, like, you could... Sorry, go on. Oh, that was terrible. You could say that, uh, you know, on his way out of Chippendale, Kenny King's limo exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, we had the Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team match. We then have Vader Scott backstage with uh, Jim Cornette. Cornette says he is looking outside Ring of Honor to find someone to face Dean, which is quite funny because they have no one in Ring of Honor to face Dean. So at least Cornette's <laughs> honest about it. Um, Mike Mondo then interrupts Cornette and says that uh, Steen will get no rest, no mercy, and no fear. And Cornette says... He loves Mondo's speech, and that is why Davey couldn't beat Steen. So uh, it looks like Davey just needed to cut a cheesy promo, and that's how you beat Steen, apparently. Uh, so we have the main event announced <clears throat> Excuse me for the Ring of Honor world title. Kevin Steen defending against Mike Mondo. Uh, we had uh, Steve Carino on commentary and Jimmy Jacobs at ringside. Um, before we get into the match itself, we'll just mention what Stephen was uh, alluding to earlier. During the match... Uh, Steve Carino started plugging the uh, upcoming Carolina shows that were cancelled, uh, talking about how Steen is going to dominate those shows and defeat whoever he's against, and just talking about them as if they were still going on. And even earlier in the night, Kevin Kelly was talking about how Adam Cole's getting media attention in the Carolinas in Winston-Salem or something. Or, I mean, now that is bad. You've got to admit, Stephen, that is silly. Oh, yeah. I mean, as I said, definitely that sort of thing... That that should definitely just be you know just just mute mute that thirty seconds or whatever he was speaking and you know just leave yeah. it at that. But and obviously taking out like a video package or anything that's really going to cause problems. Then you got what about two three minutes to fill of, of yeah, the show with the commentary. You just got to mute it and the show yeah just, just mute it and then or even play you know ding 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 when he's saying it just to you know <laughs> what did he say what. You know, just do something. I mean, well, that like, is. Help him over like, with like uh, Microsoft Sam or something. Whenever he says like <laughs> uh, Winston Salem, just go uh, Providence, <laughs> Rhode Island or something like. That. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to go to Providence, 
Rhode Island next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is it is quite bad that they left those references in, especially how late this four weeks or whatever it's been. It doesn't take long. I gotta to... tell you guys though, I'm really looking forward to the show tonight. Um, I'm like really excited. I got <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got my T-shirt. I got my sign. I'm just Are I'm you ready for wrestling in? tonight, guys. Are you calling in live from the Carolinas now? Uh, I'll, the... I'll be there live. I'll be doing I'll be doing live <laughs> tweeting, and uh, I'm in my hotel right now. Weren't they supposed to be this weekend as well? Is that one? That? Yeah, that, that's why Adam Cole's been receiving so much media attention. Shouldn't someone tell the people in the cameras that the shows aren't actually going on anymore? So, yeah, something doesn't. not going on. I mean, Karina. So, Adam, can we talk about this? Uh, this come, this uh, show this weekend in Winston Salem. Kevin oh, Kelly still thinks no. it's going on. I mean, it's it's chaos. But all jokes aside about Ring of Honor's silly production, um, what do you think of the main event, Stephen? Well, quickly, just a, an aside to the, the production. I think we should apologise to Ring of Honor because I don't know if anyone saw this the other day, but at the start of the Olympics, the was it North Korea women's football team were playing somebody, and on the big screen they had a picture of like, all the players, and next to the picture of the player they had the South Korea flag instead of the North Korea flag. Oh dear, that was that's obviously quite a big botch considering. Did they hire yeah. the Ring of Honor production team for that? Well, <laughs> considering they don't particularly like each other, and yeah, that was quite a big botch. So it, it, maybe it is easy to, you know, botch simple, simple things such as graphics and flags and names. So yeah, maybe we should let off Ring of Honor a bit. <laughs> no. This English team wasn't on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why were the team members not sort of half invisible over an image of fire? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, back to the back to Ring of Honor. Stephen, what did you think of the main event? <laughs> this is another one. I was I was quite surprised at how good this was. I mean, I, I do like Mondo, but I thought, you know, when I, I read the spoilers that put in Mondo in a ta- you know in a title match, I thought that this was a bit too soon for him, and it didn't really make sense for me. But I think the way that they built it up with, uh, you know, the promo was a bit cheesy, but it it did kind of make sense. And uh, mm. I just don't, you know, I just don't think. That you know, wish that people don't start thinking, you know, oh, all I need to do is cut a promo to to get a title shot. We don't want you know Grizzly Redwood cutting a, a promo hoping to get a title shot or anything. No offense to Grizzly Redwood, but um, yeah, I thought they, they the match overall, I thought it, it did its job. I mean, it, it it sort of built up Mundo, even though he lost. It it really put him over mm. as a legitimate contender. You know, someone who it wasn't out of uh, you know out of the picture really being in the, in the the uh, world title picture. Um, so I thought I, I enjoyed the match. I thought Mundo did really well. I thought the, the match overall was was really good. I, I, and I th- as you said earlier, in Carino on on commentary was was brilliant yet again. I think he's he's just so he's just so funny on the commentary. Yeah, he, he does they, definitely add something dynamic and unique to it. This good. Yeah, and even Jimmy Jack was on the 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 side. I thought when Mondo was trying to crawl back into the ring after he'd been power bombed on the. Uh, one of the guardrails, and he was crawling, and Jimmy Jacobs was sort of crawling away from him. <laughs> that, was, that was really, that was really good as well. So, um, yeah, it, it it really built Mondo up. I mean, I know that they've given him a lot of wins recently, and they're they're really trying to push him up the card. And I think this, even though, as I said, even though he lost, this really, I think, really uh, sort of put him up there with, with the, you know, to the upper card. And I think now people will start looking on him now as as a guy who can. You know, last in the ring with someone, you know, in, in the upper card. So it, it was a good match, and uh, obviously the ending was was interesting as well, having two run-ins on the on one show. You know, uh, oh I yeah, Kingston... I completely forgot about that. Perhaps I should have mentioned it, Stephen. What happened uh, at the end of them? What happened at the end? 
Well, after the after Steen had retained with the uh, F5 or F Stank, whatever you want to call it, Jim and Jacob was started to uh, beat down on Mondo, and then uh, Eddie Kingston uh, running to make the save. Uh, Kingston and Steen sort of went at it. Um, and then the security came down and sort of grabbing them apart. And uh, I think Steen went to the outside and was sort of surrounded by loads of security guards. So Kingston uh, did a suicide dive, but Steen had rolled out. So Kingston just suicide dived into a load of security guards and. And Steam was well, those poor security guards. Last time I remember security guards at Ring of Honor was uh, with the Wrestling Greatest Tag Team and the Briscoes, and one of them hurt their foot and had awful, oh, yeah. awful acting at ringside. I remember that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, all around it was you know really entertaining main event, and uh, yeah, it was a good good job. It really uh, you know brought Mondo up to the you know to the upper car, and I think I, I can see him beating uh, stronger as well at boarding point. To be honest, I think they're really. They're really getting behind Mondo is, you know, they're really sort of next guy that they're pushing up to the, you know, pushing up the card. So um, it, it did its job. It didn't, you know, it didn't make Steen look weak at all. He still, you know, it, it, it sort of, it, it was a story of really him sort of taking Mondo lightly and then Mondo sort mm. of proving his worth and then Steen thinking, you know, well, damn, I have to, you know, I have to beat this guy. So they, they, they told a story well and it was, you know, it was good while it lasted. So uh, it was a good job all around, really. Yeah, I think you uh, you summed it up perfectly there. I don't think there's anything else I can really add, to be honest. And uh, that's the good thing about this stipulation that's been put on Steam, that every match is a title match. It will help elevate guys, which is something they you know desperately need right now. So, yeah, all, all good. Uh, overall, I definitely agree with what you said. So, um, should we move on to the news? Yeah, why not? Okay, now, now we'll head on to the news that you can always find during the week at uh, the all-new ROHworld.com. Okay, the, the first bit of news, as I just said there, is that ROHworld.com has been uh, completely redesigned. Um, myself, Stephen and John went into the uh, world, now infamous, ROH World sweatshop <laughs> and spent several hours with no break, food or water, to uh, design the new website. Uh, we've now moved it across to a new system, so it uh, it looks a lot better. There's a lot more features. You can search articles and uh, and uh, yeah, search articles, there's related articles, there's tags you can look at and various other things. You can actually log in on the website now using your forum account to post uh, comments directly on articles. So so yeah, it looks uh, a lot better and we've got a lot of good feedback on it. So thank you for thank you to all of those who sent in good feedback on the redesign and uh, I'm just glad we're out of that sweatshop, Stephen. I know, they, they, the conditions were terrible. I mean, they really we didn't were. eat for 48 hours, we didn't drink, there was no light, I mean... This was a monster's ball sweatshop, to be honest. It was, it, it was it terrible. Really was. It really was. It was uh, very, very. It was lots of agony for several days trying to set up this new site. But it's all done now, so that's all that matters. Uh, the next bit of news is that Boiling Point 2012 uh, on <clears> August 11th <throat> is now an iPay-per-view. This was announced um, approximately three weeks before, or just under. Th- no, sorry, just over three weeks. I think it was, or just under. Either way, it wasn't very long. <laughs> Around three the, weeks. Yeah, between the announcement and the pay-per-view. And uh, we're recording this now on Friday, and I believe the pay-per-view is two weeks tomorrow, believe it or not, and I have no excitement whatsoever. But, uh, so yeah, it's now a pay-per-view. We don't know how much. Um, it'll be available on rohwrestling.com. We can only presume it'll be $15. I, mean, I doubt they'll give, give it away for 10 like 10th anniversary, but... Uh, um, before we discuss the um, 
sort of edition of this being a pay-per-view, we'll just I'll just quickly run through the card. We won't do a detailed of the card because that'll be the preview show. But we have uh, for the Ring of Honor World Title, Kevin Steen defends against Eddie Kingston. We have the Briscoes taking on Jimmy Jacobs and Steve Carino. Eddie Edwards and Sarah Del Rey will take on Mike Bennett and Maria. Michael Elgin will take on Charlie Haas. Uh, in a two out of three falls match, Jay Lethal will face Tommaso Ciampa. And Mike Mondo will face Roderick Strong. So uh, I'll go to you first, Des, because you haven't been, had a chance to speak much yet. Um, well, you know, What do you think of this being announced as a, an iPay-per-view with you know only two or three weeks to go? I'm presuming that the only reason they've made this an iPay-per-view, I guess if you're Ring of Honor, it's a viable reason. And they want to kind of gain back a little a little momentum after Border Wars and after they had to give Best in the World away to, for free to so many people. I think this is the, their opportunity to go two in a row with really no problems. And even in June, they had a bit of a problem where everybody got the show for free. Um, <laughs> So I think this time they're trying to rectify that so that they can go into death before Dishonor 10 with, uh, you know, with no problems and maybe they can establish a little more credibility that way. In terms of the match card, you know, Eddie Kingston, Kevin Steen, they're on top. Um, I guess, you know, they haven't really built that up too much on TV and I don't know how much build they can do in two weeks. Mm. So I don't know if the casual fan is going to be very intrigued by this show. Mm, I mean... You know what you said there about you know Ring of Honor doing this to sort of get on a roll or, or you know get some momentum back after the pay-per-view streams. I think you're forgetting the main reason, and I have a famous quote to play here. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. It is all about the money. <laughs> in my opinion, they are doing this simply because Best in the World probably made them no money because pretty much everyone got it for free, whether they did or didn't buy. Uh, Border Wars, sorry, yeah, best in the world for free. I'm getting confused because John's calling in. Let me add him to the call. Hello, John. Hello there. Uh, we we are just talking about uh, best uh, boiling. I can't. I'm getting so confused with these all these pay per views beginning with the, B. That's in the boiling point wars. Fire. Of the world. Fire. Uh, yeah, we're just talking about Boiling Point becoming an eye pay per view, John. Um, I think it's because they would have lost a lot of money from Best in the World. I mean, you know, what what do you think about this being an eye pay per view? Are you excited? Uh, no, not at all. But <laughs> like when they announced this, I was just kind of like, uh, why? I don't see the point in this being an eye pay per view other than what you just said that might be that why they did it, just kind of make up some money that they lost from Best in the World. Mm. Or they didn't make any money from those two shows, but I can't see many people buying this show to make, to make it worth the extra cost it's going to take to put on the iPay per view. Mm. I mean, do you know what time the show starts? It's probably about 7 p.m., right? Yes, I believe so, yeah. Isn't it Clash yeah, of UFC, I heard? Yeah, because that's night, the same night as a big UFC event. Which it it is starts ter- at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, that's terrible planning by... Ring of Honor, because you have to think that right there is going to split the market. And also, and have... SummerSlam is the week after, and that's probably the second or third biggest WWE pay per view. So it's one of the few that people actually pay for. So will people want to shell out another fifteen dollars or whatever towards another wrestling pay per view, especially if they're watching the UFC one as well? well yeah, I just find that a move to me. 
that was kind of moot because they like to go, you know, like one day before WrestleMania, and that's their biggest. Show oh, that's there, but... that's true. But I think that's more about that... getting the fans that are in the nearby area, not necessarily, you know, the eye pay per view side of things. I just think I that's really nice. the argument. Like that's, that's in the world being the next, you know, bowling point, the next internet pay per view. I think honestly, they have to kind of build and get excited for this, but they announced this less than a month before the show. Yeah, it's just weeks. especially when it's not even. It's, it's a good card, but it's not an eye pay per view worthy card to me. I mean, the, other than a main event, I can't get excited for any of the matches for the most part. Mm, it to me, it just screams sort of house show. I mean, it, there's nothing special about it that makes you want to tune That's in. That's what it was, though, wasn't it? It is a, it is a house show, just being That's broadcast true. on a pay per view. It's not. Yeah. It is not a pay. You know, it's not a pay per view. I mean, I do miss the. The days of RH putting on a pay, you know I pay every every three or four months because I got yeah, so excited for those. Yeah, I mean I was watching Death Force on at eight, you know, a few days ago, and I, I remember being so excited for, for that uh, for that show just because you know you didn't I pay views were every three or four months, and you know the build up to them was so good, and you know that every single match was something that you'd look forward to. So, <clears throat> but uh, as you say again, you know I, it probably is you know at least fifty percent due to the you know the, the money. I mean. I don't think it's going to cost them a lot to put on, you know, our pay-per-views now because you know it's all in-house. I should imagine most of the overheads have already been paid for for the sort of, um, you know, for, for the technology and stuff, and you know, they've got all the streaming set up now. So mm. I think you know that, that the whole streaming of the internet is not going to cost them very much, which is probably why they're going to, you know, why they're going to put this show on our pay-per-view just to, you know, hopefully maybe cash in on, you know, some Chikara fans who want to see Steen and Kingston again and. Uh, you know, I know maybe some casual fans maybe wanting to see one of Sarah Delray's last matches before she goes to WWE. I mean, mm. uh, I think that's that'll be a very low amount yeah. of people that, that yeah. will do that. But to me, yeah, I think it sort of devalues the pay per views because, as you were saying, like they didn't happen very often, and that used to make them all so important and you know something to look forward to. And you know, we've just had Best in the World in June, so we've got Boiling Point in August. Then in September we have Death Before Dishonor on X10. Then in October we have Glory by Honor, and then in December, December we have Final Battles. Battles. I mean, that's just too much. There's not oh, yeah, enough right. time for them to build any of that. And at this rate, what, they're going to add another one in November? I mean, people oh, always complain about WWE and TNA having too many pay-per-views. So this was something in the Ring of Honor that you know made them different completely because they were so sort of far apart and uh, you know they were something to look forward to. But when you're having them almost every month... it it's, especially when this one is completely thrown together and the, there's hardly any build behind any of the matches. The only one that has any sort of build, really, is the suppose, the main event. I mean, the Jay Lethal-Champa match. No, who wants to see that again? So what you see, this is a trend going to Ring of Honor, kind of making these house shows more uh, pay-per-views, like saying Probably. that they to make a house show an IP review, but put it on at a lesser price. I suppose it is good for Ring of Honor because it will, you know, make them more money, which is obviously a good thing. But I mean, I don't, I mean, if I wasn't, you know, running this website so where I have to sort of keep up with everything, co running the website, co running, sorry, sorry, <laughs> Steven, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't buy it to be honest if I wasn't, you know, behind this site or whatever. So I don't know. I mean, what, what do you think? Would you want this to happen in the future, or...? I mean, I can see... Yeah. Number one, that they make 
you know, most house shows on put it on pay per view for like a reduced price for like ten dollars or maybe five, seven dollars. You make it cheaper for people to buy the pay per view because uh, because you know the DVD market is a dying market, and there's people aren't going to be buying a lot of these shows that they put out on DVD, like the Bob Richmond and shows like that. People are just mm. aren't going to be purchasing those shows on DVD for the twenty dollars that they've been asking for. Yeah, so I think that they should on the, on their site for a reduced price. I think they'll get a lot more people ordering the shows and watching those shows. But I think for it to be successful, they have to at a reduced price, and they have to kind of saying, hey, this is just a house show. You know, we still got this big other show coming up. We still got Death Force on our next gen coming up. Make sure to order that, too. Yeah. So I think there's a market for whether, like, for something along those lines, but I think they have to be careful about how they go about it. Yeah. I mean, I think this sort of proves that the DVD market for Ring of Honor is more or less dead. I mean, I think they just need to start putting the DVDs digitally online. I mean, why can't I go on and buy one DVD in a digital version to stream it or download it because you know in the UK I don't want to have to pay the ridiculous shipping cost to pay it from America to here and then you know possibly pay possibly pay um, what do you call it import tax yeah Yeah. and then have to wait for it to arrive I mean I'd rather I probably would buy a lot I rarely buy Ring of Honor DVDs at all but I'd probably buy a lot of digital ones just because there's no shipping at all you know delay in waiting Especially with the new website they've got set up now. I mean, they put things up for ringside members. Mm. So as you say, there should be no problem with... Maybe just... Maybe still have the DVDs, but, you know, don't produce that many. And as you say, put you know put shows up for, I don't know, $10 or mm. you know, $10 a, a piece. And you know, that, that way you don't, you don't have to make every single show on our pay-per-view. I mean, you could put this Rhode Island show up, you know, a few days afterwards. You know, on on demand for ten dollars or something. I think people would would go and buy it. There'd be no so, issues then at all. <laughs> well, no, exactly. I mean, I, th- I think the as you say, with best in the world, they I think they they lost quite a, a bit. I think mm. um, they are trying to recoup that, but I, I suppose it's a double edged sword. Well, it, it'll it will be probably good financially for Ring of Honor to run these sort of shows. You know, the sort of the the upper house shows and make them my pay per views, but. It is, as you say, it is going to kill the the whole sort of, um, you know, the whole iPad review sort of getting excited for things. And mm. I'm pretty Do you sure. Remember I, how much how much build? Sorry to go off. Remember how much build Final Battle had on the TV show? Like, it, was it the the first two tapings? Like eight weeks of shows were all Final Battle talk, and it and you got excited for it, even though you know it did end disappointing. That's sort of irrelevant. But they had all that build behind them to get you excited, to get yeah. you to want to buy it. And I haven't really felt that excitement since, just because they've been doing so many of them. And the way the TV shows are taped, and you know they're only an hour, they don't really have enough time to build up monthly pay-per-views, and especially ones that are announced three weeks before they happen. I mean, that's just silly. No, I mean, uh, even you know WWE struggle to... I mean, I've watched WWE in ages, but when I did, I mean, they 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 struggled to sort of build up a pay per view, and they've got mm. you know four hours of programming, and and they're they're str- you know put four hours of programming a week, and they're struggling to really hype up a, a one pay per view every month. So as you say, I mean, one hour a week, you know, forty five minutes when you take away the adverts, and it's you know it's so difficult to get people excited for these shows, and mm. I'm pretty sure I, I've listened to you know Jim Cornette saying in the past that he wasn't a fan of you know the sort of pay per view. Uh, you know, having one every month. So it is, I should imagine this is an SBG decision, you know, based more or less solely on, on money. And as I said, it's a double-edged sword, really. I mean, it's good for Ring of Honor, but then it's, it's sort of bad, I suppose, in, in, in some way. So 
don't know. We'll have to see how it goes, and uh, I can see this becoming, you know, some some uh, what a, a trend to be honest. Because um, as I said, I think the DVD market is is more or less dead for Ring of Honor now. I don't think people are going to be spending twenty dollars on, uh, you know, the sort of house shows they're putting on with, you know, matches that we've either seen before or matches that aren't particularly, you know, ones that people want to see. So mm. they think that maybe putting on their pay per view will get, you know, people get um, ordering. And, Ordering, and I can see them putting them on for say about ten dollars just to entice more people. In. I think so, if it was going to be a cheaper price, you'd figure they would have announced that by now. Like, oh, it's only going to be ten dollars. Like the fact they haven't said anything, or perhaps they're just sort of waiting to see the response. I'm not sure, but I get the feeling it will be fifteen. Yeah, maybe it will be. I, I, I don't think many people will be ordering if they put it up for fifteen. I think, I know it's only five dollar difference, but I think you know if they do market it as nine ninety nine pay per view, it. It you get does the impulse buys, don't you? Yeah, it, it does look a lot better, and people might think, you know, for ten dollars, maybe I will, you know, because mm. as you know, you and John said, apart from the main event, there isn't really a match I'm really going to be thinking, oh, I really want to pay to see this. I mean, the main event, uh, I think, will be really good, and you know, I would pay to see that. But would I pay fifteen dollars to see it all? You know, probably not. So, I think putting up for ten dollars, see how how it goes, see what the buys are like, and then, you know, maybe look at it going forward, but. I'd, I'd say initially I'm not a big fan of putting these, you know, the, this amount of shows on iPay-per-view because it just, you know, just kills the sort of excitement towards it. And how many weeks of road rage are we going to see for all these iPay-per-views? Oh, my God. Oh, the whole of 2013. I don't I think this is one of the worst pay-per-views to, you know, to start this trend with. Uh, sorry, worst house shows, sorry, to start, with, start this trend with because you think back to... Sh- shows we've had this year we had unity earlier this year we had um the homecoming we had uh which was the one with davy and adam cole on rise and homecoming yeah not after homecoming. yeah i mean we've had house shows that have no, had... no, 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 i mean after unity my bad yeah we've had house shows that have had you know better cards and you know more interesting matches and that would probably be a lot better shows i mean why don't they just put them on ipad view I mean, i think this is a poor choice of ones to you know to start this with because to be honest, I've never seen an Eddie Kingston match, so I, I'm just going off with what people have said, that the main event's going to be good, but from my perspective, I have no idea, and I, as I said, I wouldn't buy this if I didn't run the site, and I and I feel sorry for which one of you three is going to have to write the live report. Um, but at the moment, it looks like none of you can, so who knows what's <laughs> going to happen, and I especially feel sorry for John, because he has to write the preview for this, so I have no idea how he's going to preview <laughs> some of these matches. <laughs> Tune yeah. in to uh, shots and lots and lots of Jack Daniels going to help me through that preview. That's <laughs> <laughs> fire. Don't forget the fire. Um, but yeah, I think that's enough of that. the wellness policy, John. Oh, go on. Uh, I, I failed that long ago. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's enough about Boiling Point. As you can tell, we're not very excited. But uh, we'll do a preview of all the matches the week before the show and I have a feeling that'll be a very brief podcast because there's nothing Lord to help. talk about. Um, so the other bit of news is we have another team announced for the uh, tag team tournament to decide in the new tag team champions. The first sort of matches in the tournament take place on the August 3rd TV taping. And then we have the is it fo- semi-finals and finals at Death Before Dishonor X10 in uh, September. Yeah, that's what they announced, I think, yeah. Okay, so uh, this week we had the Bravados announced as the uh, sixth member 
uh, of this six sort of sixteen yeah. in this tournament now. Stephen will be happy. They they join the Briscoes, the Young Bucks, Blackout, the Guardians of Truth, and Coleman and and Alexander. This leaves two spots left. Um, they put in a recent newswire that uh, apparently they have a spot open for Rhett Titus if if he wants to choose a new partner or something along those lines. So we can only assume that Rhett and a new partner will be the eighth team and number seven wrestling's greatest tag team, do we think? I don't know. There's still people saying that Shelton's not available for the TV taping because he's going to be in Japan. I don't think that's been sorted out yet. So I should imagine if he's available, they definitely will be in. And if not, maybe Carino and Jacobs? I don't know. Or Elgin and Strong? Yeah, maybe you know either either of those, or you know, that, that, I'd say they might bring an an outside team in, but that's quite unlikely, really. But <laughs> John, John will be happy if Charlie Haas is in the tournament. He can go on his own, just toot toot. Just by himself, yeah. Oh, Shelton, Charlie Haas and Rhett Titus could be team. Shelton Benjamin is no longer advertised for the TV taping, so I'm guessing Wrestling's Greatest uh, Tag Team won't be in the tournament. Um, looking at guys who have been announced we've got Roderick Strong Rhett Titus Edwards Mondo Jay Lethal Charlie Haas Jimmy Jacobs Steve Carino TJ Perkins so perhaps who, who will Rhett Titus team with yeah. well I suppose it's out of Mondo Lethal and TJP I guess if he wants to win pick Jay Lethal they'll win the entire thing yeah he never loses but exactly. I, maybe TJ oh, yeah, that's the title match though. oh that's true yeah. maybe TJP because they you know they don't really need to don't really know what to do with TJP, do they? So, no, that that didn't actually involve pushing him, and we know they're allergic to doing that, so <laughs> ain't gonna happen. Um, so yeah, up next we have the main event for the Caged Hostility uh, House Show. That's on September eighth. Imagine if that was a pay per view the week before Death Before Dishonor. Um, that's in oh. Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a... in Salem. We apologise to Winston Salem after our comments from last week. Uh, we have the the main event set for that show. It's a six man tag team cage match. I think there's a name for that, and I'm forgetting it. Um, we have Rep Titus and the Briscoes taking on Scum, which is the team of uh, Kevin Steen, Jimmy Jacobs, and Steve Carino. Now, someone on the forum posted the theory that Rep is going to turn on the Briscoes here. And the Briscoes will be locked in the cage with four other guys beating the crap out of them. Would any of you like to see that? And him, because you know he's had that feud with the Briscoes, and he could be, you know, so pissed off that he wants to destroy Ring of Honor alongside Steen. Or do you rather see him go the the face route? Silence. Well, I don't know. I think I think both are good ideas. I think they are, <laughs> they will find it very hard to screw up reptiles at the moment. I think, you know, they could, as I say, I, I, I think that would work out really well. I think that would be. Um, quite, a, I think, quite a shocking thing, really. But it would be also, you know, it could be the start of something really good. I mean, I think that the, the the thing that comes to mind when I think of that is when um, J- uh, Jacobs sort of uh, founded the House of Truth, and was it he hung Jay Briscoe upside down or something? I can't remember what show that was at, but when basically oh, that was a uh, man up back in uh, back in the day when he started the Age of the Fall. Yeah, when he started the Age of the Fall. I mean that. If, as you say, whether they, you know, if they just beat down the Briscoes for ten, fifteen minutes until they're basically just done for, I think that would be, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty interesting. But um, I don't think they want to make this Steen stable too, too big. I don't know if four people will be too, 
Yeah, they've already got uh, two heel stables on TVs. It is, and that's too much for one hour show. So you don't really need a third large stable. Yeah. I, I would verge towards maybe Titus just going as a face, to be honest. But I, I, I think both would be uh, both mm. routes would be interesting. Uh, we then have uh, another announcement. Ring of Honor will be returning to New Jersey on October sixth. Um, some people are saying on the forum this could be, you know, maybe Survival of the Fittest this year because it's normally around that date. So uh... by pay per view. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> the week before Glory by Honor. Yeah, why not? <laughs> oh dear. Um, we've had some new matches announced for the August third TV tapings. We have Adam Cole defending the TV title against Michael Elgin. Uh, Stephen's most anticipated match: Mia Yim taking on Sarah Del Rey. Match of the year. Really? We have awesome. QT Marshall versus Tadarius Thomas. And uh, those three matches are in addition to what we already know, which is uh, Kevin Steen versus Homicide for the world title, uh, Tony Kazina versus Carlo Riley, and the start of <laughs> and the start of the tag team tournament. That's August third in Baltimore, and we'll have uh, full spoilers on rhworld.com on August fourth. Um, on rhworld.com this week, apart from the redesign that I talked about earlier, we also have a mid-term report by Stephen. What is that about, Stephen? It's basically sort of uh, looking at 2012 so far and just sort of seeing how uh, good it has been for Ring of Honor and sort of what, where they've failed and where they've, uh, you know, where they've done done well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite a lengthy one, but I found it hard to sort of uh, get all my thoughts down in as, as little as possible. But, you know, give it a read. I'm sure it's, uh, sure it's brilliant. And finally, we have... Uh... A new DVD review at last on rhworld.com. Stephen has reviewed the the Battle of Richmond, also known as Harsamania, John's favourite Ring of Honor show of all time. Now, <laughs> Stephen, what is your sort of... You gave it, I believe, two and a half stars out of five overall. Yeah. Now, what's your sort of summary? And, and before we forget, there was also a very funny botch, I believe, with the commentary at one point. Yeah, the, for the whole show, Kevin Kelly was on commentary on his own, which was... Now, that's a it botch quite, itself, to it, be it was quite hard to stomach, to be honest. I mean, I, I don't mind Kevin Kelly, but listening to him and him only for two hours was... was you know, it took a lot out of me, to be honest. It, it took me Lisa about five, Jackson! It took me five sittings to get through this, to be honest. <laughs> oh I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. How long was but, it? It was, I think, about two... Just over two hours. It wasn't five that. Five sittings? Wow. It, it, was, it was tough. I mean... um. As it, I think I put in, you know, the review that you know none of the matches were bad, but none of the matches were particularly good. This was the infamous show where the the tag team match between two random teams was the longest match of the night. Oh dear! Um, you know, they, they, I think they, they had Richards and uh, Jimmy Jacobs as the sort of co-main event. That could have been really good, but it got like eight minutes, and it was just it was so disappointing because that could have turned out to be really good. And the, the saving grace really was Haas and Jay Briscoe in the main event, and. While it wasn't a classic, it, it was it was quite fun, and you know they uh, they used quite. I think Haas used the um, the top rope of the of the ring to choke out uh, Briscoe, and then Briscoe was just using just grabbing people's beers from the crowds and just chucking them at Haas, and it was yeah it was quite fun. But the um, yeah the rest of the card was it was solid, but it was you know it was it wasn't something that I'd particularly go out of my way to watch. I mean it was on it's on the ringside uh, members uh, part of the RH site, so if you. If you've got a ringside membership, you know, go and give it a watch. You might as well. But 
yeah, if I wouldn't suggest paying twenty dollars for it to be honest. I'm sure there's much better shows you can uh, spend your twenty dollars on to be honest. And uh, I mean the, the fact that they put it on the Ringside members uh, part of the site when it's only been out you know a few weeks sort of suggests that it's not the greatest show at all to be honest. But um, mm. three hard, three you know three decidedly harsh matches. You can't grumble at that. that. That's definitely a positive. So if you are a harsh maniac like John, then you know go and check it out. <laughs> well, you can't go wrong with a show like that. No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, okay, so that wraps up all of the news. Thank you for that. Uh, and now we'll go on to the listener topics, which uh, you sent in. There's several ways you can do this. You can tweet us at RH underscore world. You can go on our Facebook wall, facebook.com slash ROH world. You can go on our forum, com slash forum. And finally, you can call us and leave a voicemail. To the number one six one nine eight two 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 one one. That's one six one nine. And since I don't want to keep the line in case there's anybody calling in to have a listener topic, I'll go ahead and let y'all go for the week. I'll uh, talk to y'all next week and have a good remainder of the show. <laughs> See you, John. John is such a he refuses to answer anybody's questions. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, as soon as you know the sort of the pressure's coming on, the fans are going to start questioning him. Where are you, John? Where do you keep disappearing to? He just disappears. Very suspicious. He's a he's a politician, I think, in in real life. <laughs> uh, yeah, as I was saying, the number is one six one nine eight two 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 one one. And yes, we did pick that number because it sounds <laughs> like Charlie Haas saying toot toot. Uh, and we will now get to these listener topics. Uh, Stephen, any particular choice of song? Well, as soon as you just mentioned Toot Toot, I think the, the, the new exclusive revealed uh, Charlie Haas theme tune, to be honest. And I've, I heard a rumour on the uh, you know the dirt sheet, extremely reliable source, that a brand new Toot Toot song will be coming soon. Apparently this one didn't pass, pass quality tests at Ring of Honor. It's a very uh, what? rigorous sort quality of... quality Yeah, the, the quality assurance is very rigorous there, and this theme just didn't pass it, and a new version will be out in a maybe two or three weeks' time, so keep your... I think we'll get an exclusive scoop on that as well, so be sure to listen out. But here's here's the the current one. And I'm sure as hell not going to sit up here and toot our own horns. But toot toot, toot toot. Look, look, read it! Toot toot, toot toot. You smell that? Toot toot, toot toot. Paul Turner, take a look at this. Toot toot, toot toot. We call them boys! Well, there we go. So uh, over to you, Thank Steve, you with, the, with the questions. Uh, there's a quick one before I get to the questions. I forgot to say that the uh, the, the botch during Battle of the Richmond, apart from the Battle in... Was it Battle? Battle in Richmond or Battle of Richmond? I don't know, one of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> you should read the damn thing. Arthurmania, the, 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 the botch was not Kevin Kelly being on sole commentary the whole show, but towards the end, um, his commentary for some reason was 10 seconds in front of the rest of the action. It wasn't a sound issue because the like the in-ring sounds were, were, were spot on. But <laughs> for some reason, Kevin Kelly's commentary was 10 seconds ahead, so he was saying, oh, here comes Mark Briscoe, Mark Briscoe. Hadn't come out, so he spoiled it for me. 
So no. yeah, it was just like the last few minutes, but he was about ten seconds ahead, so that was quite. quite <laughs> I bad. mean, it was just like you were watching it live or something on pay per view. I know, yeah, I was expecting Botch replays to come next, but uh, we. Des appeared to have disappeared. He, he must have been, you know, taken out by John uh, for revealing his. Maybe that's where he went. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what's going on? Is this some a sneak sort of... attack? I think we're not going to be attacked by masked men, are we? Oh, we appear... he appears to be calling back. This is such a professional show, everyone. And uh, Des, you're back. I I have returned. Yes. That was a very quick return. Uh, anyway, so Stephen, what's the first question? Uh, the first question is. Um, before we get to the question, I don't think we mentioned this last week because we had already recorded, but Jackalope3 on the forum firmly put us in our place regarding Winston-Salem. Yes. Uh, if you want to go and check the RH Casper post-questions thread on the forum, he gives you a quite a detailed sort of history of Winston-Salem. Uh, Winston-Salem. So, yeah, it's uh, if you want to know more about Winston-Salem, go and check that out. Cause it's quite yes, we, we apologise for our, our, our comments last week. Uh, Winston-Salem... They, were, they weren't meant to offend. We um, just forget sometimes that people actually listen to this thing. <laughs> we just think we're just randomly talking to ourselves. But <laughs> Right, the first proper... Well, I say proper question. It's not really a proper question. It's from Mark. Oh, dear. It is, as we, <laughs> as we all know, Grizzly Redwood killed a man in 2003. But I was wondering, is he a real lumberjack? I think he means Grizzly Redwood and not the man he killed. Um, Do we know who he killed? I think, yeah, I think Grizzly Redwood uh, did actually graduate from Lumberjack School, and uh, he's a certified Lumberjack. Yeah, I think I've seen his, I was about to say, I think I've seen his credentials. That sounds wrong, so I'm not going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) What sort of vibe pay-per-view is this? (laughs) (laughs) Not PG. So, um, so yeah, Chris Redwood is a real lumberjack, but I still want to know who he killed in 2003. And how did he kill him? Did he sort of... Was it an arrow to the knee or a headbutt to the knee or something? I don't know. Um, next question from Mark. Ask question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to, have to ask Mark that one. Um, next question. Do you think Michael Elgin's face turn will come sooner if he threatened to rape Maria a la Mike Mondo? <laughs> well, based on what happened at, uh, in New York, then probably... <laughs> It seemed yeah. to work well for Mondo, didn't it? Threatening to rape Maria. And uh, didn't Colt Cabana do something similar once? Uh, in, uh, I was listening to one of his podcasts. So it obviously works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a scary racist. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was a very strange promo by Mondo. And I, I don't think Elgin will go that route. Uh, he's too busy stalling to break out of the House of Truth. So, uh and th- that whole promo was a bit strange. I remember him saying he was going to whip his shit out and piss on it or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that... Perhaps that, you know, is going to be on Inside Ring of Honor, viewer discretion advised, and we'll show <laughs> that. I mean, I don't know. Um, next question is from Robert Reed. He sort of talks about boiling point with all these spoken acts. Can I just say so, to him, thank you for, for to, thank you for listening to all... 45 episodes because he has been listening since the very first one I, I was very surprised he does deserve a medal if i think him and Macklin are the only people that have listened to every every episode if if anybody else has listened to every episode of of rh cast do let us know because we, we do apologize need to give you some sort of prize yeah some sort of money or some something something yeah um his question was <laughs> <laughs> do you see the recent announcement of boiling point going ipad per view becoming a trend as we 
talked about earlier, it probably will be. Um, Wait a minute, didn't John ask that question? Is this just John saying I think he's just re- to the show think, that he's on? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, as in smaller house showish events, going to iPad view without much TV build, also similar mm. to 10th anniversary, while the TV show focuses on the next big iPad review. I think, you uh, know, I, I saw someone on the forum suggest that you know, they use the TV show to build up the big pay-per-views like Death, Ports Honor and Final Battle and then use video wires or something like that to build up the smaller ones because I don't think these smaller ones are going to attract the more casual Ring of Honor fans like the you know best in the world do and things like that. And it's only going to be the hardcore Ring of Honor fans you know, that are on the website, that are on the RH World Forum. They're actually going to be buying these ones. So perhaps promote those more with video wires and etc. on YouTube and focus the TV time on Death Before, uh, Death Before Dishonor. And X-10. I don't think the X10. Um, and don't try and you know promote both on the TV show. There's just there's not enough time. No, I, I, I think that if they did that, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea. And as you say, I think the people buying the you know the house show kind of iPay per views would be just the hardcore fan base. And so even if they got you know a few hundred buys, I mean, I should imagine that would probably be enough to to cover the the cost of, of running the iPay per view. So I suppose that it, it wouldn't be. Uh, it would make business sense, and I think people would buy them, even if it wasn't that many. So it it would make sense, I guess. I've just thought of something. You know, you know the 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 Carolina shows were cancelled due to ticket sales, and apparent I don't like the attendance like in New York is down. I mean, do you think like house shows aren't being as profitable profitable as they used to be? So perhaps adding them on pay per view just will help them actually be profitable. Do you think? I don't. Know. I don't think house shows have. I don't think they've drawn as as much as SPG were hoping for. Mm. I don't think SPG were expecting them to be on TV, and then you know the local markets they're in, they could just turn up and draw 600, 700, and they'd be fine. Mm. And obviously, it hasn't turned out like that. I mean, I think they did okay in Pittsburgh, and they got about five hundred. And you know, I know people like Mark Madden were saying, "Oh, only drawing five hundred is bad." But it, you know, in throughout the history of RH, you know, five hundred is is quite a decent crowd. So. Um, I think maybe that yeah the, the crowds probably haven't been as as high as that that expected. So as you say, having these them I pay per view do you know they will boost up the uh, the income a bit from each each show I guess. And, and also they'll probably increase ticket sales because you know just saying this will be live on pay per view will help. And I think also as far as I'm aware, this is the first time they've been in uh, Rhode Island. So you know it's an untested area. Perhaps they can see the ticket numbers and they're like hmm. So, you know, putting on iPay-per-view might increase those and try and make some money out of the event. Yeah, I think that'll probably wear it off, though, if, if literally more or less every sort of high, you know, big pay, uh, house show is an iPay-per-view, that probably will wear off eventually, whereas people think, you know, every iPay-per-view is going to be the same sort of thing. But mm, yeah. I think, it's, it, I think they'll probably just test, you know, test the waters, really, and see what happens, and then if if it goes well, do it again. If not, then they'll probably think of something else. Um uh, the next question we have is from Mr. Orange. He says, Debbie Richards and Neil Knight Express will soon be releasing shoot interviews where it seems like they're going to be talking bad about Ring of Honor. Do you think that these shoots will help to change ROH by bringing light to issues that the workers have within the company? Or do you think that things will just stay the same? Keep up the work, guys. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't think they're going to change things. I mean, if you're in a company and you have a problem with something, I don't think... Going and doing a shoot DVD is the way to go about things, to be honest. Am I the only no, one? I mean, I mean, I, no, I mean, I know wrestling doesn't really follow the rules of the real world, but I mean, if if people did come out and 
you know, even on something like social media and did complain about their employers or their boss or whatever, you know, they would be sacked immediately. So mm. I, I mean, think it is. A, go on. Sorry, I, I just think it is a bit un, you know, unprofessional. I mean, I, I know they aren't the bookers and and stuff, but I don't see why they can't just, you know, have a chat with uh, Cornet or Delirious or whatever and just, you know, sort of air their views. I mean, it's obvious that a, a few of the, the roster do have problems with the, the way the company is going, you know, creatively. So. I don't see why, you know, why they can't, you know, sort of air their views. And cause I, I don't think Cornet and, and Delirious seem like the sort of people that will refuse, you know, sort of uh, guys sort of chirp, chirping in with ideas and suggestions. So I think rather than, you know, doing this shoot interview sort of thing, that, that they could easily do it in-house. But I think as, as I put in a thread somewhere that, you know, set, settling things behind the curtain doesn't give you an extra payday, whereas doing a shoot interview does. So... Mm. I hope that I hope that you now these two have done shooting interviews. I hope the whole sort of roster doesn't go and do with them. And I mean, just... as far as I'm aware, shoot interviews traditionally take place after you've been fired or retired from some organisation, and then you talk about your time there and and you know what happened and stuff. You, you don't normally do them while you're still there and under contract. Yeah. No, I mean, that's just what seems, I thought like... about the ANX one when King said at the end, "Oh, you know, I'll be fired." and I suppose it was lucky for him that TNA came calling, otherwise he would have been fired anyway, by the looks mm-hmm. of it. I just, as you say, it seems strange that the way that shoots are normally done, basically shoots are just uh, an, an excuse for a wrestler just to moan about about things, really, and get paid for it. Mm. And most of the time it is after they've left WWE or whatever, and they they just sort of, you know, dish the dirt, really, on what's happened you know, behind the, the scenes. So yeah, it, it is strange that they're doing them right there while they're still paying yeah. you. And in David Richards' case, while they're still pushing you quite well. But you've got to think, though, the way these... I mean, none of us here have seen it, um, either of these shoot promos. And you've got to think, the way they put together these previews, they're going to make them see perhaps worse than they are. So perhaps when the full quotes are given in context or you see the full shoot, perhaps they aren't as bad. We don't know. I'm going to assume that the Kenny King one has more negativity in it just because, you know, Kenny King contract was almost up when he was recording or whatever. But, I mean, Davey, he seemed to say the similar sort of things you were saying towards, to be honest, that, you know, his title range should have had more single runs in it. He wants to tag with Eddie and things like that. So we just have to sort of wait and see what they say, really. But it's, it is a bit silly when you, you're still being paid by them. And I don't know. And I don't think doing it this way is going to make, you know, Jim Cornette or Delirious think, you know, maybe we should change things. I don't think that that will make make a change. I think, as I said earlier, you know, talking to them behind, you know, behind the scenes and you know, really sort of discussing, you know, things creatively. I think that will make make things change. Not doing shoot interviews, to be honest. So, mm. I mean, I do you know. think? I mean, what do you think Ring of Honor thinks of this? I mean. If this would happen with someone in WWE, would would that be breaking contract? Would they be fired? I mean, do you think Ring of Honor will do anything about this? Are they gonna, you know, punish Rhett or Davey in any way? Or what do you think? Do you think they should? Uh, they don't seem to have punished Rhett. I mean, that the ANX one has been out for a couple of weeks now, hasn't it? I think the Dave Richards. I haven't actually seen sort of reviews or reports on it yet, so I'm just sort of no, waiting. I'm waiting for it to, a a, for, to appear on. Uh, the download websites for me to uh, examine it. Uh, Excuse me. <laughs> uh, nothing. I had a sore throat. I was coughing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't know. I mean, as I said, if you do sort of you know 
punish Rep, and then the dead one comes out and he says similar thing. You'd have to punish him, and then you know you don't know how many other guys have done this. You set an example, like you know we're paying you here. We're not going to just let you go and talk shit about us on and get paid to do so. You know they should perhaps set some sort of example. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what I, th- I think they they sort of did with the whole Kenny King thing. I mean, I think he would have been. He probably would have been fired regardless. I mean, as you say, I mean, if I was in, you know, if I was a Joe Cuff or whoever in Sovereign of Honor, I would be pretty, you know, pretty pissed that these guys were just randomly, you know, going out and talking crap about about the company that is paying them. As I said, Although, you know, the... this, if any Ring of Honor wrestler wants to come and hear and talk crap about Ring of Honor, feel free to do so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we won't pay from a Ring of Honor. From a Ring of Honor point of view, they must be pretty annoyed because, as it, it, I mean, Ring of Honor hasn't had a lot of positive press recently, and it's not no. helping that wrestlers are coming out and saying, you know, this this place isn't as good as it could be or whatever. And Perhaps I think everyone should be pulling in the same direction. Perhaps they're just doing what Kevin Steen was doing for months, and that got him over. <laughs> It seemed fine when Kevin Steen was talking crap about the company, even That's if it was, even, even though it was in character, what he was saying was true, and what the fans were thinking. So and the way Karina was, was uh, trying to get himself over. Mm. And the way Karina was um, talking at the uh, the last pay per view, uh, you know the way the things he was saying about. You know, been pulled off the air. All that that's never happened before, and <laughs> some of the stuff he was saying was quite funny. So, um, but yeah, from a Ring of Honor point of view, they can't be very happy. And I, I don't know. I just it doesn't sit very well with me. But you know, it's it's their prerogative. If they want to go and do an interview and get paid for it, then you know why not? I suppose. Mm. Um, I don't think we've got many more questions. Um, so there's one more. I think we've got one or two on Twitter. Um. Yeah. Oh, we've got a tweet from Tony Casino. He says, "If for more information about Team Ambition Training Institution in St. Louis, Missouri, email fighterspirit at yahoo.com. I think that's uh, him, Davey, and O'Reilly have set that up. So um, if you want to train, that's uh, some good sort of teachers right there, definitely. I think Davey said if you want to train or even live with them. So if you just want to chill with them, then just I don't think we've much chilling at, at their training, <laughs> camp, to be honest. Um, Big Mike Doan... 69 wants to know who do you think are all of aces and eights and i didn't have a clue what he meant until harry informed me that it was going to do tna before the show so i don't know why he's asked us because well i mean it's got to be the nasty boys we talk about tna a lot on this show so maybe he's been confused (laughs) nasty boys i don't know it must be nasty boys i mean after they were were turned down as the guardians of truth they've got under you know got got another gimmick so I i think it's definitely uh the Nasty Boys. What do you think, Des? Yeah, I didn't think of that before. Yeah, I think, of, you know, the Nasty Boys versus Hulk Hogan and Sting at Bound for Glory. Why not? That, that screams buys, right? Well, that, yeah, that is, that's money just all over, isn't it? Right. Shut, oh, yeah. shut the site down. TNAworld.com. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't it be ImpactWrestlingWorld.com? I don't know. Whatever uh, they call it. Who knows? Uh, um, HoganWorld.com? I, I don't <laughs> Uh, right, we've got another one from at Denim Dave, another person who, I mean, surely he's listened from episode one to now. He had a question on the very first show, Denim Dave. I did. think he did. I think he's more or less had a question on every single show. I don't know if he actually listens to the shows. He might just, just like send me questions. questions and just never listening to the response. Yeah, but he wants to know, um, when will Algin cash in his Survival of the Fittest title shot? I mean, is that expired at this point? They, they have uh, mentioned it about maybe a month or so ago. So he does still have it, but I mean, I, I don't know. Is he ready to main event a pay per view against Steen? 
I don't know. I think, to be honest, I mean, there isn't really anybody else. I mean, That's he hasn't even wrapped up... on the TV show. There isn't anybody else. I mean... <laughs> he hasn't even wrapped up the stuff with the House of Truth yet. I feel like he needs to get that out of the way, have a full-blown face turn, you know, go over Roderick Strong at a pay-per-view, and then say, I'm cashing in my title shot that Martini held me back on. Steen, I'm coming for you. He won't say what <laughs> he did. But, you know, he's going he's gonna to go for Steen at whatever pay-per-view and... You know, some of Gloria Bayana, but that's in Canada where Steen well, will be. The is coming up soon, isn't it? And you surely he won't be able to cash it in over a year after he won it. I mean, maybe we'll just win this year's and then we'll just <laughs> cash that one in. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he could, you know, cash in the title shot and have Steen um, have strong scream over somehow, and that could. Mm. You know, they've been teasing this turn yeah, absolutely yeah. ages. Yeah. It's just, yeah, perhaps know. have the match, you know, between Steen and Elgin at Death Before Dishonor, and then in Canada at Gloria Bayana, you can have um, Elgin go over strong because he's Canadian, isn't he? So that'll, you know, help him get yeah. over for sure and get a great reaction. And I don't think putting him against Steen in Canada would be a good idea. You got to cash in soon because you're doing. Elgin, Elgin's like Canadian as well, so. Sorry. Elgin is Canadian as well, so. That's, that's what I'm saying. If they want to get him over as a face. You need him to go against a good heel. Steen oh, sorry, is yeah. not a heel. So put him against Strong in Canada. Yeah, that yeah that would work. I mean, the, I am looking forward to when he finally leaves because I think he can be the next sort of you know breakout guy to really cement himself you know in the main event. So mm. um, we haven't got any more topics, but I have something. Oh, I've got a topic really I want to bring up. Um, okay. Have, have either of you watched the the David Richards and Kyle O'Reilly promo for the Battle of Los Angeles, the PWG of, um, sort of tournament they have. The whole, the whole, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen any of the. Uh, this, 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 promo, this promo is probably the greatest promo in, now, in wrestling history. Now, Stephen, I'm going to take your word for this. I'm going to play this live on the podcast right now, and I've never. It, it's, it's more, it's more the the imagery oh, than okay. the actual. Well, that's very disappointing. Uh, in fact, I think you should watch it right now and and sort of give your live reaction because. I mean, what do I even type in to find this? This is. Just... Um, I've got a link for you to be honest. This, this is it's a plan. I watch it regularly. I've watched it twelve times already today. It's. It's <laughs> even my homepage. It just loads of a sudden we go on the internet. Whoa! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I've loaded this up and paused it. We have David Richards in some sort of little hat wearing a flag, <laughs> and O'Reilly is wearing a flag and sunglasses. <laughs> hey, didn't see you come in there. You know, we're doing, doing what we always do, Team Ambition. We're here training in St. Louis, Missouri. But now we got a reason to really train. You see, it's the Battle of Los Angeles. And see, I know something about the Battle of Los Angeles. You see, I have fought. <laughs> what? Someone has walked in in the background in what appears to be some sort of thong, possibly <laughs> Tony Kazuna doing the DX crutch chop. <laughs> I know something about tournaments. You see, David Richards, what he does is win titles and win tournaments. This year is no different. I may be late in the He's still doing it. But let me tell you something. I'm most lethal. He, he's still chopping at his crutch in the background, whoever this man is. I'm not sure if it's because he knows. Now there is someone in a bra and a wrestling mask appeared. I don't care who you put in front of me. Who is now playing with his man breasts and posing. Now that one could be Kazina, that one. Who is now also crutch chopping? There are two people crutch chopping in the background of this promo. <laughs> one is wearing a bra, one is wearing a thong. What is that? O'Reilly has now noticed these two individuals. The last 15 seconds are probably the greatest thing you'll ever see. Kazina's bra fell off. Kazina's bra has fell off. 
Now, now, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> O'Reilly and Richards have now removed their trousers and began crotch chopping at the camera while smiling, and now everyone is <laughs> off screen. Now that was that was that was amazing. I can see why, uh, Stephen, you why have your homepage. That. Well, yeah, it's my homepage. It's my it's it's everything. It is. It's just yeah, it's amazing to be honest. Do we embed that in the podcast vote? Fo- uh, podcast post uh, Podcast post for I think, all of our listeners. I, th- I think we must have. I mean, I know we're we're advertising another company, but screw it. It's it's good enough to be advertising. Oh, right. I mean, anybody. Is, this, is this video PG? I mean, I thought we were a PG website. I mean, I don't know. Is that suitable? Do we have to put a disclaimer like Ring of Honor did for Inside ROH? Your discretion is advised. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of crotch chopping and thongs and you know casino excessive, excessive crotch chops. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we might, we might need some sort of uh, disclaimer, but yeah, I'd definitely go and watch it if I were you. It's just, it's eye-opening, to be honest. That's, that's a good uh, sort of um, description of it. It's really, it, it really shows you a different side of, of Richards and O'Reilly. And, and For all Kazina. we know, Richards and Kazina were crotch-chopping us the entire time we spoke to them last <laughs> week. We we just don't know. It was on the Whilst phone. Whilst driving, they were crotch-chopping. Yeah, I mean, Kazina might have been in a bra and a mask again. We, we, we just don't know. So, uh that very strange note, I think, is the perfect way to wrap up the show. So, uh, thank you to <laughs> thank you to everyone who listened. We hope you enjoyed uh, the show. Be sure to tune in next week. We'll probably be back to our usual Tuesday show, or maybe Wednesday. I don't know, but uh, there'll be a show at some point next week. So, thank you to Stephen and Des for joining me. Thank you. Yeah. And this would be the wrong time for Des to find out that these minutes he's used aren't covered under his contract, and he's just spent. <laughs> <laughs> lots of dollars on phoning in for this stupid thing so uh, find out next week if he's wasted his money so uh, thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the show